You're listening to another life-transforming message from Awakened Church with campuses in San Diego and Salt Lake City. To find out more about us, go to awakenedchurch.com. I love our church. This is awesome. This is the first time I vol- voluntarily did this. It's the first time I put an, a mask on on purpose. So for my nose, thank you, Alex. That's right. Proper mask wearing, super key. Uh, I'm already suffocating, so I'm, uh, I'm not going to keep it on long. Don't worry. Some of you are like, wow, you're way more aggressive on social media than in person. You wore a mask. That's weird. Um, but uh, facial recognition, real quick. Here we go. How many know that struggle's been real? That's my favorite. You go to check out, and they're like, you got to wear a mask. And then you're like, but just real quick. Uh, okay. Unmask your light. Okay? Too much of what we're facing right now is trying to get us to shut down, right? Muzzle up. Quiet down. Stop engaging on... God, seems annoying. <laughs> um, yeah, there we go. It's good. Mm, smells like freedom. Okay, yeah. I love it. Come on. Come on. Uh, it's a good thing we're not a part of a, a, a free church or anything like that. Um, so Matthew chapter 5, Jesus begins to teach this, this principle because uh, they're, they're, he, he is the light of the world. He, he carried promise. He comes to us with, with life, with healing, with wholeness. And then now he turns to you and me. And Matthew chapter 5, starting verse 14, he says, you are the light of the world. Right? You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill that cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp. Come on, hide it under a bushel. No? Okay. Lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand and it gives light to everyone in the house in the same way. Someone say, in the same way. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see. They may see. See your good deeds and glorify your, your Father in heaven. But I think it's interesting there. Let your light shine so that people can see. How many know we live in a world where it feels like people are staggering around with no direction, no clarity, there's confusion about everything, there's confusion about future, there's uncertainty about the future, there's confusion about gender, there's confusion about race, there's confusion about education, there's confusion about politics, there's confusion about our future, there's confusion about faith. There's all kinds of lack of clarity. Why can't people see? Because there's no light. Because there's no light. People are stumbling for a lack of light. And Jesus says to you and me, let your light shine so that people can see. It's time to unmask your light. It's time to let the light out. It's time to let your light shine, right? Jesus is the light, but he delegates it to you and me. This is one of the most wild things that God intentionally partners with us. 
He intentionally partners with us. I think sometimes in all of our human dysfunction, you just go, God, was this really a good plan? You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, we, we all make mistakes. We don't get it right. We hide our light sometimes. We put our light out sometimes. I mean, like, you really entrusted us with the light to be the light of the world. And literally, that is our commission, because he loves us so much, because he partners with us. He gives us his, whole, uh, his Holy Spirit to empower us, to strengthen us. So you and me, literally, when we think about the world that we're living in right now, the chaos, the confusion, the darkness, guess who gets to be the solution to that? Us, the church, followers of Jesus, the body of Christ. We are the light of the world, amen? We're the, we're the one to bring the light. We're the one to bring the hope. We're the one to bring the, the answer to the world that we're living in. And, you know, in, when it says it's a city on a hill, of course, building a city on a hill was a military advantage, but also from a GPS standpoint, right? If you're traveling, you're trying to get home, you can see the city on a hill from a distance. So that city, that light helps guide people home effectively. You and me guide people home. We guide people back to Jesus. This is, you know, back in the day before we had GPS, before we had Google Maps, Apple Maps, Waze. Who, who's, who's a, let's just check, just quick survey. I'm not getting, like, paid for this survey or anything like that. But, okay, who's, who's Google Maps? Raise your hand, Google, Google Maps. Okay, who's Apple Maps? Let's see where you're at. Hey, shout out to Apple Maps. Listen, I love Apple Maps. Don't be a hater. Okay, who's a Waze? Who's a Waze user? Okay, who uses all three of them at the same time to figure out what your fastest route is? <laughs> and who has a police scanner? Raise your hand, bow your heads, close your eyes. Okay, just checking. Just checking. The cops just asked me to ask that real quick, so you may get a phone call later, but that's fine. Um, right, so the the... The map home, the way home, the, the way of truth. If somebody doesn't light the path, people are lost. Somebody's got to light the way to Jesus. Somebody's got to light the way to truth. Jesus says this, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Right? I want everybody in this place. I want everybody in this state, in this nation. I want everybody in the planet to experience that life part. Right? I don't want anyone to live in darkness. I don't want anyone to live in pain. I don't want anyone to live in that, the dysfunctions that come from living away from Jesus, living away from the truth of God's word. I want everybody to experience the life that Jesus has for them. But somebody's got to bring truth that guides them on the way to that life. Right? He is the way, but if you don't know the way, how are you going to get to it? How are you going to get to life if you, somebody doesn't tell you the way? So in all of the, the truth telling, the light exposing, to say we got to get this word out there. We can't keep this here. Every element of this in me is because I just don't want to see anybody living outside of the best that God has for them. Every message that's preached up here, every word that might ouch a little bit when you're, when you're kind of hearing it and challenging and poking on different areas of our life or, or lifestyle, every single element of that is for the purpose of saying, I don't want to see anybody living outside of the goodness of God, right? The faithfulness of God, because God designed us. He knows how we best operate. And so many people are operating poorly, not because they think that's awesome, because they don't know the way. Yeah. They don't know the truth, and they can't experience life, right? 
So you and me, we have the gospel. We have the truth. We have the life. And we got to let our light shine so that people can see, right? I want people to see. So one of the things that is my heart and my hope in this setting is that we get this the, we break free from this reality or this, this uh, attempt on culture to get Christians especially to separate their faith from every other part of their life, right? We're trying to go, hey, listen, hey, leave your faith in church. Hey, leave your faith at home. We get a lot of stuff like, hey, listen, don't shove your religion on people, right? Hey, you're too preachy. You're too judgy. Hey, keep separation of church and state, right? How many know that's a load of... You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? That's, that's nowhere in our constitution or declaration or anything like that, right? That concept was to keep the state out of the church. Just so we're clear, because that's the premise of how America was founded, coming out of tyranny and into freedom, right? So that, that was a big part of it. Um, but the, the separation of church and state, the, you know, hey, let, let, let's keep church and where it's supposed to be. Church doesn't belong in the workplace. Your Christianity needs to stay out of the sports team. Your Christianity needs to stay out of the classroom. Your Christian, but th- this is such an incongruent way to live. Pastor Matt's always talking about that congruency. It's such a powerful thing that when we're congruent, right, with our value systems, with our core values, there's a flow that begins to take place at another level. But we have created a culture where we try to tell every Christian, you have to live your life incongruent. Church in here on Sunday, maybe at your home, but you better not take it anywhere else. You keep your light boxed up. You keep your face muzzled up. You keep all that. I think I was wearing it backwards, too. That's when you know that I don't wear it. You know what I'm saying? Because I still don't know how to wear these things. Oh, God. I hate these things. So um, <laughs> I know I'm offending a couple people with a mask, but it's fine. You can wear a mask. I, I'm not against it. I just haven't learned how to breathe with restriction. That's only a, me- that's a metaphor if you want it to be, okay? That's, that's up to you, okay? But here's the deal. The gospel was never meant to stay inside the church building. And that's one of the amazing culture elements as we're kind of wrapping up this culture code series at Awaken. It's one of the amazing things I noticed when Katie and I first came to Awaken. I mean, there's so many amazing things, but one of the things was that what we all just experienced a little bit ago when we had the book of miracles, right? Praying for miracles, praying for the names in the book, praying for everybody in the room, then we pray for our pastors, and then we pray for our city. And that's a simple thing, right? It's a powerful thing. It's simple. It doesn't take a lot of time in our service, and oftentimes we'll talk about that type of stuff in other elements of our service, but if, if at the least... There's this one part of our service at all of our campuses every single week that reminds all of us together that, hey, what's happening here can't stay here, right? That we're actually here for our city. We're here to transform a city. We're here to take an area. We're here to make a difference. We're here to let our light shine, right? We're here to let our light shine. And we're not going to just come in and just be a sing-along church, even though we literally just did that, you know? We don't normally do that. It's not really like, you know, it's not karaoke Sundays, right? Like this is, this is designed in here to go out there. 
And I love that in the book of Acts chapter 2, literally as the church is starting, this is the concept we see. This is the vision that we see that the church cannot stay inside here. The truth must get out. The light must get out. The hope must get out. The gospel must get out. Acts chapter 2, verse, uh, starting verse 2, when the day of Pentecost came, and I believe next Sunday is Pentecost Sunday. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly a sound, like the blowing of a violent wind, came from heaven, filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on, the, on each of them. Imagine how wild that must have been. He's doing his best to describe one of the most insane events in human history, the the coming of the Spirit of God to planet Earth. Unbelievable. Verse 3, they saw what seemed to be tongues. Okay, verse 4, all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit, began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Now they were were staying in Jerusalem, God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. When they heard the sound, a crowd came together in bewilderment because because each one of them had heard their own language being spoken. And, and so this, this powerful moment in the upper room didn't stay in the upper room, right? The charismatic, Pentecostal, Holy Spirit-filled believer is not just to be spirit-filled so you can speak in tongues by yourself at your house, right? I mean, that's cool. Do that right? Do that. Build yourself up in your most holy faith, the Bible talks about. But that Holy Spirit that we've been filled with is so that we can make a difference in our city, so that we can transform the culture that we've been given. So when we're talking about unmasking your light, there's so many ways that we could kind of go with this, but I want to lean into one element to that, and that's the area of truth. Unmasking your light is really releasing truth into the world. Psalm chapter 119, 105 says, Your word is a lamp to my feet, for my feet, and a light on my path. God's word is truth, and it is a light. Okay? David says the unfolding of your word brings light. I love that. When, when, When the Bible is closed in a culture, darkness falls on it right? The word of God is, is a light to your life. If you're like, man, I'm, I'm confused. I'm overwhelmed. I, I don't know which way's up. I don't know what to do with my life. Come on, get into the word. You need some light. You need some light in your life. You need some light in your life, right? Come on, you begin, begin to speak light, begin to speak truth, begin to lean into that. One of the greatest shortages we have on earth right now is a shortage of truth. Pastor Jurgen recently was talking about that. What a, what, a, what a prophetic reality. We have a truth shortage, along with the courage one as well. But we got a truth shortage. It's even greater shortage than the, the TP shortage of 2020. <laughs> I don't mean to bring up any PTSD for anybody in the room, but that was a wild time. And I was thinking about it, and I scanned through to like March of 2020 on my phone, and I found a great picture of my daughter and I scoring some toilet paper. How many remember this excitement? You know what I'm saying? When the TP was running low and you said, Jesus, take the wheel, we got to get some toilet paper. Now, how many know when you went into that, that grocery store or Target or wherever you were getting your, your toilet paper and you're starting to head towards that TP aisle and you're just like trying to act like cool, like, hey, I'm not even worried about it. Like, I'm sure there'll be toilet paper there. I'm just going to kind of walk quiet. And then all of a sudden you just start picking up your pace a little bit because all of a sudden you see 35 other people you know what I mean? All kind of quietly 
making random eye contact with you and charging towards the same aisle for toilet paper. And you start prophesying, God doesn't give me a spirit of fear. God doesn't give me, oh God, you know. And you just start running that thing before you know it. You're tripping kids, shoving, you know, guys with walkers over. And it's just, people be doing ugly things during that TP crisis, right? But the reality is we had a, we have a truth crisis, we have a truth shortage, not only shortage of people knowing what the truth is, but also a shortage of people willing to say it. Shortage of people willing to say it. I'm actually surprised at how many people would agree with things I would post on social media, but would never say it. Never say it. When people slide into the old DMs and go, amen, I'm with you, and then you look at their stuff, and they ain't with you, <laughs> Right? They pretend with you, but I know it's, it's been fun, actually. There's a lot of us kind of fighting for freedom and truth together uh, here at Awaken, of course, and specifically at our campus. And so a lot of times in the lobby, you know, I'll talk to some of you guys. You're like, yeah, let's go. Man, I, I finally went into a store without a mask on because of one of your videos. So, hey, I'm making a difference. One mask at a time. One mask at a time. Um, but, but the reality is, if we're going to uh, love people well, we got to bring the truth to people. And we, we have created a culture where uh, truth-telling is, is hurtful and offensive and mean, so you can't do it. That is a dangerous precedent, because then nobody can get better. Because only truth fixes chaos. Only the truth of God's Word puts your life your marriage, your finances, and your future back together. Only truth does that. You cannot get to that place of peace, life, and truth without the Word of God, right? And if we create a culture where you can't say any of this stuff, then we just keep people lost, which is why people like myself are so vocal about it. And our pastors, <laughs> very vocal. If you have a hard time finding words, just share ours. You know what I'm saying? Like, we have a plethora of them uh, that continue to flow, like it or not. You know what I mean? And, uh, but we, the reason why we did is because John 8, 32. You will know the truth. The truth will set you free. I'm tired of people in our world living bound up, broken, and in bondage. It's time to set people free by bringing the truth to them. I'm just going to share, just as an example of, of some of the social media posts where I like to communicate the truth and kind of go for it. Maybe this will embolden some of you guys. Maybe this will make you guys want to unfollow me. I don't know. Uh, here's the first one, and this is important to remember. Truth is foreign to this generation, so keep speaking until they understand it. One of the things that we get concerned about or we get, you know, you know, thrown off by is when we say the truth and people disagree or they don't like it. Well, it's, it's because they don't understand. Uh, it's a little bit like a child when you're first speaking English or whatever your native language is to them. They don't understand you. They don't speak it back right away. It takes a while. You have to keep saying it, keep saying it, keep saying the same things over and over again. 
pretty soon, they start talking back to you, right? They start understanding what you're saying. They start getting it. They start being able to communicate themselves. It's the same thing with a world that's away from God. They don't understand truth. It's confusing to them. It's harsh to them. It's, it's offensive to them. So here's what you got to do. Keep saying it. Say it in love, but keep saying it. Keep bringing truth. You got to keep saying it until people understand it. Let me, I'll go through a couple more real quick. Is it, this one, this one got a little, a little fun. As you can see, I try to be uh, sensitive. Uh, I, I don't have a lot of time, so I'm just going to have to keep going. These are just some truth. Love doesn't always equal approval. This is one of those lies that, that tries to get Christians to, to compromise and to be quiet. We think that loving people means I have to accept everything that they do. And we all know that that is foolishness. I love my kids. I don't like everything they do. But you can't say, oh, you hate your daughter because you, you told her no. Uh, what? No, I love her. <laughs> so I told her no. Okay? So, okay, here's... This is a big one. This is, this whole my truth, your truth thing, please just eliminate that from your vocabulary. It's the biggest load of crap, okay? Honestly, this, this is an insane deception in our culture right now to assume that we can all have our own truth and survive. That doesn't work. There's one truth. There's one God. There's one Savior. There's one Creator. There's one Word, right? We live by this truth. By these principles, okay, let's go to another one. Maybe one more, two more. This was a fun one. Okay, yeah, that was good. Because you, you'll, you'll tell if, if, we're, if we're friends on there. It, uh, what I'm trying to do is inject truth in a way that most people aren't saying it right now. But nothing that I'm doing is intention, is trying to be offensive. I'm trying to, I'm trying to confront lies that are destructive to people. Okay, get good at being offended. There we go. <laughs> Nation's morality determines its stability. This cannot be escaped from. To assume we could have a secular America where God is removed from America and America could still be what it is, is a lie. Our founders knew it. We know it. Without God, a people will perish. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. Okay. Okay, let's, let's, go to the, let's go to the last one because i got to end here, uh, the last one of those. Anyone who knowingly withholds truth is complicit in people's destruction. Okay. You notice I use one of culture's favorite words, complicit. <laughs> so today's just a call to let your light shine, to unmask the truth. The next time you have an opportunity to ignore, to overlook, to um, go along with for the sake of the narrative, can I just encourage you, don't do that. Can I encourage you to bring truth into the conversation? Can I encourage you, there's a book I've just finished, it's a, that I've read, finished reading, it's amazing, called Live Not By Lies. I encourage every believer to get it right now. It's powerful, but I encourage you, don't, don't, don't go along with a lie. Right, speak the truth. That's the only way to love culture. Agreeing with a lie is not love. I can love somebody while they're in a lie, but I don't have to agree with the lie. 
right? That's what Christians do. Christians love no matter what, and we should, but we cannot silence truth or we hate them. The Bible says if you don't discipline your child, you hate them. Do you, do you love the, your family and friends? Do you love this city that God has called us to? Do you love this nation? Then you must bring the truth of God's word to the people that we live in. It's the only way. So I'm going to end in prayer over us here, but I just want to ask this just to give you an opportunity to respond to it. If you commit to me that in the next week or the next month or the next year, the next time you get an opportunity to either kind of go along with a lie or speak truth in the middle of it, that you're willing to say, you know, I'm going to stand up. I'm going to bring truth forward with grace, right, with mercy, all of that, but I'm going to bring the truth. I'm not going to back down. I'm not going to live uh, separate. I'm going to guide people to the truth of God's word. If you would agree to that, commit to that, we just stand up around the room. Wanna, I want to pray over you guys and be willing to. Later on, we'll have opportunity for people to, to get prayer and ministry if they need it. But you know, not every response to God's word is, is, a, is, a, is a ministry session. Sometimes it's a commitment. Sometimes it's a decision. Sometimes my response is to say, okay, I will do that. Right? And that's, that's all it needs is a yes. Your standing is a yes. Our standing is a yes. Father... Every hand raised around the room. Father, I just pray boldness. I pray courage to speak truth. Truth in their marriages, truth in their relationships, truth in their parenting, truth in their, in their friendships, God. Truth at their workplace and their colleges and schools, God. I pray for truth in, in, in government, truth in their sports, truth in every area that they engage. God, let us shine the light of Jesus into the world that we live in. God, let us not hold back truth. Let us not shrink back from truth. God, let us give the light that people need. Help us to guide people back to you, guide people back to your truth. And Father, I pray, like you said, that we wouldn't be worried about what to say in those moments, but that you, Holy Spirit, would give us the words to say. In Jesus' name, and everybody agreement said, amen. 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 I just want to ask one more thing before I turn back over to Pastor Matt. Everybody's head bowed, eyes closed. This is a familiar moment to maybe some who've been coming here for a while, maybe brand new to, to some. The reason why I've asked you to do that is because I want this moment to be a you and God moment. I want this moment to be a, a moment because it's been funny and laughing and, I mean, hopefully funny, uh, you know, uh, music and preaching and me getting intense and memes but I want you to quiet for a second and just go, where are you at in your relationship with God right now? Do you feel close or are you distant? Have you, have you ever made that decision to say, Jesus, I'm going to follow you. You're going to be the leader and the Lord of my life. See, if you've ever heard the term good news, the good news is that before Jesus, the, or the good news is when Jesus came, but before Jesus, our sin had separated us from God and there wasn't a remedy for that. The good news is that Jesus came and he bridged the gap. The good news is that even in your sin, you don't have to stay distant anymore because God can heal you, forgive you, purify you, cleanse you from all your sin and bring you back together 
bring you back in relationship with the God who loves you, made you, created you, has a great plan for your life. And I wanna give you an opportunity to get that relationship with God right. I wanna give you the opportunity to respond to Jesus in just a moment, maybe for the first time. Maybe you're new. Maybe you've just been coming for a little while. Maybe it's even your first time, but you've never yet said, you know what? I'm gonna stop trying to live by my truth or so-and-so's truth. I'm gonna live by the truth. I'm gonna put my faith in Jesus. In a moment, I'm gonna have you lift your hand and say, that's me, and I wanna be able to pray with you. Or maybe you've done that in the past and you just know Man, you're away from God. You feel a bit like the prodigal story, maybe a little bit, and you're here, and you're, maybe your head's hung a little bit low, but you just, because of guilt or whatever, the enemy's trying to mess with you on, but you just can feel kind of heart pumping a little bit. You know God's calling you to come close again. He's calling you close in relationship again. This is that moment to make that decision to say, okay, Jesus, I'm gonna follow you. So around the room, on the count of three, if you say, Samuel, that's me, pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus. I'm going to make him the leader and the Lord of my life. I want you to lift up your hand. One, two, three. Lift up your hand all around the room if that's you. Awesome. Great. Awesome. See your hands. Good. Great. See your hands there. Awesome. See your hands. Anybody else? Back of the room. Awesome. Great. See your hands. Anybody else here? Down the floor. Awesome. Up top. Great. Anybody else? Come on. I want to see you. Awesome. Great. See your hands. Anybody else? Just say, that's me. Wave at me. I'm going to pray with you. This is going to be awesome. It's going to be a new day, new beginning, new start. Awesome. Great. Anybody else? You say, that's great. See your hands. Proud of you guys. Anybody else? Great. See your hand. Awesome. Anybody else? Just say, that's me. Give me a wave. First time or maybe a recommitment. It's a new day. Awesome. Great. See your hands. How good is this? How good is this? There's so many. Here's what we're going to do. Those of you who just raised your hand, we're so proud of you. We're celebrating with you. Heaven's celebrating with you. But here's what I want to do. I want to be able to pray with you. I want to be able to shake your hand. Our whole church wants to celebrate with you. So right now, our church is going to cheer. I want to invite you to come out of your seat. Make your way right down here to the front. I want to shake your hand. Come on, we're going to pray together. This prayer of new beginning. Awesome. Come on, you raise your hand. Make your way down here. proud of you guys what an amazing day what a what an awesome step as you're stepping out anybody else give you a moment here here's the deal um you can you can stay in in your seat right like we can receive christ anywhere it's just a decision we make right to say jesus i'm living for you why do we call you down here because sometimes in these moments we, we can, okay, yeah, we get saved and then we leave and we got no connection, no community. Um, but we don't want that for you. 
We want you to have friends. We want you to do life together. Maybe you're already connected. Maybe you're newer. But we want to make sure you're surrounded with people who can walk out this journey of faith with you. As well as there's something that happens when I don't just ah, put my hand. That's cool. That's great. It helps us know kind of who's in here. But when you come forward, you're solidifying something. You're, made, you're putting action to your faith. Faith without works is dead, the Bible says. You're stepping up in a big way. So I'm really proud of you guys for having the boldness to get out of your seat. Come on down. And go public with your faith. This is an amazing step. Here's what we're going to do. We got uh, some gifts that we're going to give you. We got a, a Bible and a, a book called Following Jesus that Joe's going to uh, make sure that every single one of you guys get. We're going to pray with you in a moment. We're going to head out to the response line just to be able to pray with you guys and make sure you're equipped and prepared for this next season. But here's the, here's the deal. We're all going to pray together, and the whole church is going to pray along with you. But especially you guys down here, I want you to pray this with conviction and boldness, knowing that he's forgiving you. He's healing you, and he's setting you free. This is a great new day. This is a great new day. Okay, so everybody around the room, and especially down here in the front, say, Heavenly Father, thank you for sending Jesus to die on the cross for my sin and raising him from the dead to give me life. Today, I choose to turn from my way and follow your way. From this day forward, I'm asking that you fill me with your Holy Spirit. Empower me to live for you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our locations, team, and what we do here at Awakened Church, go to awakenedchurch.com.